Tehilim Pereke. Mizmor He is a Mizmor of Tefillah, wherein David asks that Hashem enable him to follow in God's path and not be swayed by the Rishaim who attempt to lead him astray through their cunning language. In the midst of this Mizmor, along with these requests, David also asks that the Rishaim be vanquished while the Sadiqim will rejoice in their fall. Mizmor He continues with similar themes to the previous Mizmor, in that the Mishorer requests that God hear his prayer and repeats the common theme in Tehillim that Hashem is close to those who follow in his path. In terms of when this Mizmor was said, the language of the Mizmor, which includes the phrase, Va'ani berov chastecha seems to indicate that this tefillah is one that was said in the morning upon entering the Beit HaMikdash, or alternatively, um, that can just be an allegorical phrase uh, indicating a desire for closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As a prayer, Mizmor He follows the typical formula of tefillah by opening with an acceptance of Hashem as king and a request for the prayer to be heard before beginning the actual request or the meat of the tefillah. So in terms of structure, the first half of the Mizmor, really Pesukim Aleph Techet, can be read as an introduction to the tefillah, while the actual request of the tefillah doesn't start until Pasuk Tet and then continues until Yud Gimel. In terms of a historical background, while no clear historical event is mentioned in the Mizmor, uh, the Koteret does include the phrase Mizmor le David, and Radak explains that this Mizmor could have been said by David as a prayer that his enemies and pursuers, Doeg and Achitofel in particular, be destroyed while he be saved. Pasuk Aleph. Lamnatech el hanichilot, Mizmor le David. For the lead player on the Nichilot, a psalm to David. As we mentioned in Perek Dalid, we generally interpret the Minatzech to be the person leading the group of musicians. So here we have to the, per, to the uh, person leading the musicians on the Nichilot, which is one of the many instruments we'll encounter in our study of Tehillim, to which we don't have a clear translation. Moving on with Pasuk Bet. Amarai ha'azina Adunai, bina ha'gigi. Listen to my words, Hashem. Pay close attention to my inner thoughts. This pasuk is somewhat of a formula that begins this mizmor of supplication, of a bakasha, where the petitioner asks that God listen to his prayer. And in this request, he first mentions the verbalized prayers, amarai, and then he moves on in the second pasuk and asks Hashem for a deeper understanding uh, by using the word hagigi. Pay attention to my hagigi, which we interpret as inner thoughts. Uh, the way Rashi reads it is he says, listen when I have the strength to ask and articulate my prayers, but even when I don't, when distress prevents me from expressing myself verbally, please God listen to my inner thoughts. Pasuk Gimel. Hakshiva lekol shavi malkai velohai keelecha et palal. Listen well to my voice crying out, my King and my God, because it is to you that I pray. Here the Pasuk opens with the word Hakshiva. This is an intensification of the language we saw in the previous Pasuk, as the word Hakshiva denotes a listening or paying very close attention to in order to fulfill a Bakasha. And the Kol Shavi, listen well to my voice calling out, and then Hashem is addressed as Malki Velohai my king and my God. 
the sequence of these words, where we see that the word king precedes God, is significant. The Radak explains that in, by beginning with Malki, the supplicant is saying that he's calling out to God the way someone normally calls out to a king. But he is not calling out to a physical king. Rather, God is his king, and he's putting all of his faith and all of his requests um, straight to God, not to a melech basar vadam. And as he concludes, ke'elecha et palal. Listen to me because you are the only one to whom I am praying um, at the exclusion of all other kings or gods. Pasuk Dalet. Adonai, boker tishma koli, boker eroch lecha va'atzapeh. So here the Mishorer calls out to Hashem and says, Hashem, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I organize my thoughts and prayers. Before I organize my thoughts and prayers before you and anticipate your response. So Boker can indicate a morning prayer. And Dr. Chagai Benarsi points out that Boker is a time of hope. Um, we will often see David praying in the nighttime. We'll see that in Perek Vav. Um, and in the night, that's a time of confusion, a time of desperation, darkness, whereas the morning is often associated with hope, prayer, anticipation of what will come ahead. So by organizing a prayer in the morning, the person who's praying can be saying here, it's the morning, I'm organizing my thoughts, this is all well thought out, here's what I have to say. This is not necessarily a prayer coming from the desperation of the night, um, rather it's a morning prayer. Um, Pasuke. For you are not a God who desires wickedness. Evil does not dwell with you. So this pasuk starts with the word ki. And based on the later part of the Mizmor, where the Mishorer contrasts those who follow Hashem with evildoers, we can interpret ki here as um, a because or a since. So we can read this pasuk as, I anticipate your salvation since my enemies are evil and you are not desirous of them. Pasuk Zain Te'abed dovere kazav adonai Destroy these evildoers or traitors who speak falsehoods. A man of blood and deceit, Hashem loathes. You'll notice that at the end of this Pasuk, Pasuk Zain, the Mishorer switches to a third person with the phrase, The Radak explains that this switch from second to third person is common in Tehillim, whereas Da Mikra looks at the switch um, and explains it differently. So we see an increasing intensity in the evil over these two Pesukim, Vav and Zayin, where we go from ultimately culminating in the worst evildoer, the Ishtamimumirma, who is so despised by God, the one who kills in deceit, and he is so despised by God that he is addressed indirectly in the third person. So we've had the description of the evildoers, and in Pasukhet now, the Mishorer will contrast himself to these people and says, Pasukhet, Va'ani berov chastecha avovetecha eshtachave alhechal kodshecha as for me, in contrast to the Rishaim, through your chesed I will enter your house. I bow to your holy temple in the fear of you. 
Here, the Mishorer contrasts themselves to the despised Rishaim of the previous Pesukim. While they are despised by God and cannot stand before Him because of their evil and deceit, I, the righteous person, can enter um, the house of Hashem. Now, the word chesed in Tanakh has a meaning beyond the way we use the word chesed in the vernacular of kindness or good deed. And it's used as an indication of ne'emanut, uh, trustworthiness, where Hashem promises chesed to those who fear Him. As you'll see later in Tehillim Kuf Gimal, uh, chesed Hashem le'amo uli'ireav. So chastechan, the first half of the, of the pasuk, is related to the yiratecha that we see in the end of the pasuk. He who has Yirat Hashem can enter the Mikdash with a sense of confidence that Hashem will hear his prayer. Pasuk Tet. Adonai necheni b'tzidkatecha leman shorerai, haishar lefanai darkecha. Hashem, lead me in your path of justice, righteousness, so that I'll be saved from my enemies. Let your path be straight before me, meaning help me to stay on the just path. Since the word b'tzidkatecha parallels darkecha, we can translate the tzidkatecha, the righteousness, as in your righteous path, which is the correct path. Pasuk Yud. Ki ein v'fihu nechona, kirbam havot, kever patuach geronam, neshonam yachalikun. For in his mouth there is nothing innocent, their inner thoughts are evil. Their throats are like an open grave. With their tongues, they speak smoothly. Here we have the key, which answers the Liman Shorerai. In the previous Pasuk, David asks to be saved because of his enemies. And here we see why he needs help to stay on the correct path. Because as we see here, the Rishaim are completely deceitful. Uh, there are many Body parts related to speech mentioned in this pasuk, four actually. We have fihu, the mouth, kirbam, which we explain as the inner thoughts, the throat, and the tongue. By using all four, all four of these words, we get the picture that everything these people say is deceitful, they speak smoothly, and they try to lure people away from God into the open graves of their mouths. Um, the idea being a grave is someplace you enter and don't get out of. So too, the Rishaim attempt to completely lure you into their side. Pasuk Yod Aleph Hashimeh Melohim Yiplumimototehim Condemn them or destroy them, Elohim, the name of Hashem that connotes justice. Let them fall as a punishment for their ideas. Continuing with the Pasuk, Berov Pishehem Hadichemu, Kimaruvach. Distance them because of their sins, because they have rebelled against you. Another way that we can read um, the Pasuk that we just read is that not only are they going to be punished because of their sins, rather their punishment and their downfall will come directly because of their evil plots and trickery. So we could read Yiplu Mimoto to him as they will fall through their deceitful ideas that they plotted, and then berov pishehem hadichemo, because of their many sins, they will automatically be distanced from Hashem. So either God is punishing them for their actions, or their actions in and of themselves lead to their downfall, lead to their downfall.
The word hadichemo, which we translated as distance themselves, refers specifically to taking somebody off a path. Um, we see this in Sefer Devarim. When Moshe speaks about the Navi Sheker, he uses the phrase, um, So the Navi Sheker will lead you away from God's path. And when David, the Mishorer here, uses the phrase, Hadichemo, we're brought back to the previous pasuk of Hayshar the Fanai Darkecha, and we see Hashem, we, sorry, we see David imploring Hashem to keep the just people on his path while pushing away the Rishaim. And once these Rishaim are punished, we'll see in the next pasuk that those who trust in God will rejoice. Pasuk Yod Bet, V'yismichu kocho sevach le'olam yeraninu v'tasecha lemu, those who seek your protection, who trust in you, will be happy. They will rejoice forever. In return, you will offer protection to them, and those who love your name will rejoice in you. So here we see that as the enemies are destroyed, those who trust in God and who benefit from his protection, again, his chesed, his trustworthiness, um, will rejoice. So what we see here with um, enemies rejoicing is in contrast to what uh, we are generally trained to hear of bin poloivecha altismach. So Dr. Chagai ben Arzi points out that no, the fall of the Yiddishaim is a cause for rejoicing because it's an indication that God's justice is existing as it should be in the world. It's a testament to Hashem's mishpat when those who follow Hashem are saved from those who do not. And the happiness, though, that's emphasized in this pasuk is particularly a happiness of The happiness that we should have should stem from our relationship with God. We are saved because unlike the Rishaim, we trust in and have a relationship with Hashem. Pasuk Yod Gimel For you bless the righteous man Hashem Katsina Ratzon Te'aterenu like a full-body shield, you crown him with your will. Um, your ratzon, your favor with a promise for success, is like a tzina, which is a full-body shield protecting the righteous. So ultimately, the tzaddik will be completely protected by God, and God's favor will be like a crown surrounding the tzaddik. So with the image of the tzina, which is an intense military shield, we end with a sense of urgency that the supplicant needs to be saved from a physical enemy, and we're reminded that because of their evil and deceit, the enemies of the righteous are the enemies of Hashem. In this mizmor, we had a plea for salvation, with his justification for salvation being that Hashem saves those who stay on his path. Pasuk Yod Bet, V'yismichu kocho sevach, those who seek your protection, who trust in you, will be happy. They will rejoice forever. In return, you will offer protection to them, and those who love your name will rejoice in you. So here we see that as the enemies are destroyed, those who trust in God and who benefit from his protection, again, his chesed, his trustworthiness, um, will rejoice. So what we see here with um, enemies rejoicing is in contrast to what uh, we are generally trained to 
hear of bin poloivecha al tismach. So Dr. Chagai ben Artzi points out that no, the fall of the Yiddishaim is a cause for rejoicing because it's an indication that God's justice is existing as it should be in the world. It's a testament to Hashem's mishpat when those who follow Hashem are saved from those who do not. And the happiness, though, that's emphasized in this pasuk is particularly a happiness of v'yismichu kol chosevach and v'yaltzu v'yaletzu v'cha. The happiness that we should have should stem from our relationship with God. We are saved because unlike the Rishaim, we trust in and have a relationship with Hashem.